So our inaugural State of the Toy Union address ran really freaking long. Uh, we didn't expect it to be so long, so instead of trying to put out a two-hour episode that everybody would, or that we'd least hope everybody would sit through, we decided to break it up into two pieces. Um, that way it makes it easier on you, it makes it easier on us. So yeah, check out the second half. We do start talking about a lot of the stuff we saw at Toy Fair, and we get in some really interesting... Um, information and shit about uh what toys are going through and where they are going and where we think they should go so yeah check it out from kenner's star wars collection comes the stormtrooper the sand people and all 20 action figures including new hammerhead snaggletooth and more each sold separately It's the awesome G.I. Joe headquarters. So massive it holds over 50 Joe figures. X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's all about the claws. Now the unstoppable power of Wolverine can be in your hands with Clawsome Wolverine action figures. Okay, so we saw uh, at Toy Fair some really great Star Wars 6 inches coming out. Or at least as far as the 6 inch line. We saw a great Jabba the Hutt that I mean is the most amazing looking Jabba the Hutt to scale with the 6 inch line. And we saw a biker scout. Now, we've already seen with this current wave that's out, the Boba Fetts are next to impossible to find. Are, do you think these two figures in particular are going to show up on the shelves because they are so big? Or do you think that these are going to become the next Boba Fett? No, because they're too expensive. You think so? They're $40 at retail. So your markup, if you take a figure that's $40 at retail and you mark it up to you're going to have to mark it up by double. Right. You're going to try and sell it online for 80. It's not going to happen. So you think they're going not, to not you, in the way that it's, these two could end up being it, peg warmers. When you see it, when it first comes out, you'll see everyone scoop it up and try and sell it. And when it comes out that they're not, this is what happened with, again, I hate keeping going back to GI Joe, but it's the line that I know the most about. This is what happened with the sky striker. And then it happened with the Eagle Hawk, which was a remake of the Tomahawk. Sure. These were 25 to $30 in the case of the Eagle Hawk. Um, uh, in the case of the Eagle Hawk, it was I think it was forty when when it came out. And the Sky Striker was like twenty five or thirty. When it first hit, they were gone instantaneously. Right, and then they tried to resell them online for seventy to eighty dollars because mm-hmm. you you've got to if you if you snatch them all up at a Target and you sell them for ten dollars over, you're not making enough money. It's not sure. worth it. It's not worth the time. You're not. I mean, you're basically paying the exactly. price picking you're, it up. You, you're usually doing at least fifty percent over retail again, right. and you try to do it with double when you're picking up that Boba Fett for twenty dollars. It was selling for 40 45 50 immediately. When they don't sell, you noticed you started finding Sky Strikers. You right. started finding, I can walk into any Toys R Us and still buy. I can't find a single figure. But you can but find you can Tomahawks. Figure, you can figure the Tomahawks. Sky Strikers and his tanks. Yeah, the Sky Striker ended up being clearance on Target. Uh-huh. I ended up getting three of them for less than $20. So that price point of the 40 because it's also more to lay out. If you're going to walk in and say, I can spend 40 bucks on two Boba Fetts or I can spend 40 bucks on one Java. And I can get the two Boba Fetts. Um, I can get the two Boba Fetts, and I can sell both of them for a hundred dollars total. Right. So I've made thirty dollars on each one. Versus if I get one Java, I'm going to struggle to sell it at eighty. What are you going to do? Sure. The Biker Scout thing might be different because it's got a lot more popularity in terms of the cool. Well, Biker factor. Scouts are. I mean, it's a cool figure. It's and a cool figure. You've got. It's a you've cool got design. That that'll be harder, but. If I were to put money down on it, you would still be able to see it because it's just it's a lot of money to lay out when when it's a price point in which you can't purchase everything that's on the shelf and you right. have to leave something there, you're destroying your own market. You have to buy all of them. If you walk in and there's 15 Boba Fetts, if you're a third-party dealer, you have to buy all 15 because any of them you leave on the shelf is someone who isn't going to your site to buy it. Right. If you're looking at 15 biker scouts at 40 bucks a piece, you're looking at six hundred dollars just to walk out the door, mm-hmm. and you have to turn around and try and sell the sell that for at least twelve hundred bucks. Now let me ask you back to the Jabba real quick. Last Comic Con when we first saw the introduction of the Slave Leia, which we obviously know why you know Hasbro did that toy that hit Leia first because you know it's the sexy Leia. We all said, well, what's the point of having this figure without having a Jabba the Hutt to go with it? Unfortunately, the figure came out and has the worst-looking head I've ever seen on a female character. You did not see the first Leia, then, in the redo, in the orange packaging? You remember that? Oh, yeah, I have it. 
Yeah, Manlea. You're telling me that? No, I'm sorry. That I still this think this one. No, this, 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 this is much better than Manlea. So, but we all said, well, there's no point in getting this figure because there's no Jabba. Now we have the Jabba. Is it? Do you think that Leia's going to start moving? No, it's the same. It's the same problem. Now you're talking about spending fifty-five dollars, sixty dollars just to build a stupid little set, and you don't have the dais for for Jabba. That's either. the other thing. Is it doesn't come with? Yes. No. I think I think the Jabba looks nice. I would say I I wouldn't be completely shocked if Jabba never made it. Well, Jabba looks more like a statuette than, than I, an actual I, toy. I would tell you. Well, one thing he he, I don't think he's got tail articulation at all either, unless it's. No, it looks like it's just the arms. If it, it, it does have arms. It, it might be it, just depending on how soft the the rub, you know the rubber plastic. Well, I think is. again, this goes back to what Ethan was talking about in terms of sculpting versus articulation, especially with a figure that size. You could have made the mouth open and closed, right? But you don't because you would have to cut under the first jowl, and you'd have to leave a space there for it to open, and it'd have to be smooth, so it wouldn't look as nice. It's a gorgeous looking figure, but again, I'm not going to spend forty dollars. For Java, yeah. I, I mean, I've I've already said I'm not going to buy that figure. I have no, there's no place to put it, no place for it. Versus, if I'm going to find, what is it, almost a foot long to to display something, it's I'm going to do the that, biker yeah. scout and and the, and the biker. But the I, again, I would not be completely and utterly shocked if Hasbro announces in two months that they cancel the Java. I'm trying to shrug my shoulders, like yeah, I could totally see that happening. Well, it looks like that um, they're they're talking that the the three and three quarter line of the black you're going to. Um, it looks like they're doing uh, what? I guess they're going to do Degabaluk with Yoda that can fit on the backpack, where he can do the whole upside down thing. You know, it's going to come with I think a second head. Basically, they've done this figure before with a super articulation, um, and they did the Yoda, but now it's coming with a cloth pack and things like that. Uh, we're getting another stormtrooper from. We're actually we're, we're get, are we getting the we're getting the episode no, five stormtrooper. It's a snowtrooper. It's a snowtrooper. It's a snowtrooper. It's you're getting snow. you're getting oh, Dagobah, Luke, Yoda, snowtrooper, and um, the Torn Far is the. Uh, it's the other the, female. It's uh, the gunner. It's the ion gunner. She's the one that fires the ion. Oh yeah, cannon. yeah. You're right. You're right. And yes, but again, she's the only one that has the buns too. The thing it's is, like you one. haven't seen Wave Two for the first year. You've barely been able barely to see. Barely see. It. I found the only the only one I've I seen. I found three figures. I've seen I've found the Mara Jade. I found I've um, never seen Mara Jade. I've had Umandilla or Umala, whatever. The one who looks like she's a nun. Yeah, um, that's the one I've I been found able for to you, find. Uh, yeah. Those I've are the only two to, I've ever found. I've seen but I've seen her. I found uh the Stormtrooper and I found the um clone trooper from episode three. Those, I think, the only, those are the only three figures from the second wave. I've I think seen. Dark Plagueis is getting put back out as a in another wave because. Well, also look at the size so, of the wave. There's only four figures in that wave, so right. I think a lot of this wave is going to move into it. But again, it's what's the availability for this type of thing? And then in wave two, you're getting Darth Vader from Episode three. Uh, you're getting a wedge, which is exciting. I don't even know what Dolan is. What was that one for? Episode five, six. It might Dolan. have been one of the background. Uh, yeah, you're and, getting a reuse, which looked really hot. You have a hot Luke Skywalker, which is one of my favorites, and then the Episode Four RSG19. But again, you're getting figures that you've seen before. Right, we've had, we've had a, an articulated hot Luke. It was in it was in the vintage line. Yes. So now there is some question to these: is how different are these figures? Like the Snowtrooper looks fantastic. One of the problems with the Snowtrooper that came in the vintage line was that the legs are really far apart. Right. The, the, they've never seemed to be able to do a snowtrooper where the legs are actually articulated very well. The waist, the, the point at the waist is just not fantastic. Mm-hmm. But see, now, the other side of the Star Wars line is the new Rebels figures that are coming out that are more sculpted to look like the style of the cartoon. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. With the five-point articulation. But these figures... They they look cheap. My thing is if you're going well, you're to make, looking, if you're going to make again, them again, cheaper, hold on. Try you, not to make them look at least. But here's here's the thing: you're looking at prototypes. That's true. So you can't always basically the plastic that looks on on the one ups that you usually see at these types of things, mm-hmm. which are actually four inch figures in order to increase the tooling. Right. You want you you really look at the plastic of them? They're freaking horrible. It's right. terrible plastic because it's plastic that you have to, you know, you're able to mold and whatever. So it's the, the the thing with Rebels is you're that's kind of the confirmation. Their major new release, the first media that you're gonna see in the Disney era 
the first yes, media that you're going to see since Clone Wars, the support for it from an action figure standpoint is a five-point articulation. And I think they'll do what they did with the, the original Clone Wars, which was the Clone Wars TV series. Um, the figures from it were done in the style. So the clone troopers looked different. They weren't as bulky as the clone trooper that was in the regular one. Captain Rex was, you know, they, they had thinner arms and what have you. Right. The, the humans looked different. But they took some of the figures like Captain Rex, um, I think one of the clone I think one of the types of clone troopers that was in there in the specific colors also. And I wanna say Kenobi at one point. They were released in that vintage type style. Yes. In the better style. I think you'll see that here. Whatever character breaks out, whether it's the pilot, whether it's the stupid soul patch Jedi. That's the, Cowboy Jedi. Yes, Soul Patch Jedi. That's like stupid. Or the kid um, or the, the female man. Yeah, I think whichever yeah. one breaks out. You'll see that in a coming line because the thing is now I can see the you can you can put you can put those figures out with the show. It supports the show. The kids that are watching the show can go buy their figure. Mm-hmm. The older fans who are watching the show and say I'm watching the show because of this one character, they can gauge which character people are going to want. Right, and you can start to salivate that kind of thing and saying fans are going, "Where's I want? I want the really good looking the the you know female Mandalorian figure. Do the I want droid the, as a as a whatever. Black so side, when yeah. you see that when they announce it at Toy Fair 2015 that the Wave One for 2015 black is going to have the pilot in it, then people are going to go crazy, and you're going to get that kind of buzz and that excitement of people that are saying you know fans that are saying I've been waiting for this figure because a lot of it, the excitement that we get sometimes is that you used to have to wait for this kind of stuff. Right. I mean, when they first started doing this sort of thing, you're like, oh, my God, I've been waiting forever for this. Hell, go all the way you back. Wouldn't, you wouldn't even see previews. You would just walk right. into a toy store like, oh and you're like, oh, whoa. Well, go all the way back to get... 1984, 85, the final wave of Star Wars figures, and they finally release the Luke in the Stormtrooper costume. Yes. I mean, it's only 10 years. It wasn't 10 years yet. What it was it? almost Seven, 10 years. Yeah, it was yeah. almost 10 years after it was originally done. And that's kind of where they first started toying with the idea of going back and doing figures from earlier right. from earlier movies. And they used to produce every single one. Well, you had the Death Star one. Gunner in that wave, too. Yeah, but the Death Star Gunner was in the third movie. Yes. He's well, in yeah, Jedi. That's correct, what I mean. Right. So you've got guys that are, that are there that you see much. This was like the really very specific instance of a figure that was in media years before. That all of a sudden you're doing a figure for. And you could never find him on the shelf. Because it never came out. I found I found one. Was it the second Comic Con I went to? Third Comic Con I went to? And I was like really excited. I'm like, oh my God, I was just like four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And this is like a decade and a half ago. Yep. And this was before the the you know the, the Renaissance boom, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That figure is actually probably less now because there's so many different ways that you can get them. Well, I mean, there were there were some, you know, there a uh, uh, vinyl coat Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. was like up to twelve thousand dollars at one point. Yeah, some of that. I mean, well, that stuff is like so rare because yeah, it was it was released for a little bit, and like, there's probably more Luke's than there is of that. Okay, so we we talked Star Wars, we talked GI, you know, we talked that there's uh, we bar- barely talked about the GI Joe wave that's coming out, um, but we saw Toy Fair, we saw what Leatherneck. Well, let's we talk, saw... let's talk about the GI Joe wave because we're we're really gonna gonna talk about what Hasbro thinks about GI Joe before has before Toy Fair. I was of the opinion, and I had a number of collectors who agreed with me. That it was done. It was done. We weren't going to see anything. Then Hasbro released a statement that said that they had new and exciting plans for G.I. Joe's 50th anniversary. This is the 50th anniversary right. of the original Joe, and they were just going to go balls out, and it was going to be amazing. Fifteen, Not even 15 figures. There's not even 10. I don't even think there's 10 well, individual I was counting figures. The, I was counting the vehicle figures, too. Count the, count the vehicle figures. But you can't don't count the Flint. The Flint that okay, comes yeah, with the vamp is the same you figure. Can't call, right. There's four two-packs, right? Right. So that makes eight figures, which are all going to be exclusive to Toys R Us. Everything is exclusive to Toys R Us because that's. I mean, still, still. I mean, right now, it's Toys R Us is, is the only store you can Toys walk R- into. Toys R Us is the only something. major store that carries it. Smaller stores, CVS, um, Walgreens, and what's the last one I'm thinking of? Rite Aid. We're right. still carrying figures. It's CVS. Walgreens has clearanced out their Joes because they're no longer carrying it because they can't. Starting next year, they can't carry Joes anymore. Oh, You'll really? see all these. Uh, it's exclusive. Right. GI Joe will oh, be yeah, an exclusive true. brand with Toys R Us. This has happened before. Right. When they did the two packs, when they did the Valor versus Venom and the Spider. When they troops, first really started. When they first started bringing it back, started bringing it back when they did the two packs, as those sales dwindled almost everywhere else, Target said we're not going to carry it anymore. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason that Toys R Us is exclusive is because Target and Walmart have turned to Hasbro and said we're not buying Joes anymore. Right. So, I knew they couldn't be a line that big, but to say it's going to be a huge line. And you're going to have, I don't, it's, it's got to be more intense too. 
I thought it was close to like 15. It might be 15. But even then, you're talking but about see, 15 figures. The last wave, the last full wave that came out for Retaliation was 12 figures. Right. And that was, I think there's 36 figures released since Retaliation. If, I think if you take the entire Retaliation line into it, including the first one, there's 48 figures for Retaliation alone. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about 15 figures for their 50th anniversary. The vehicle packs are exciting because they're finally releasing vehicles again. Right. But there are two in each one. It'll be interesting to see what that price point is. I mean, you're looking at... Um, well, you're talking about a full vehicle, and then you're talking you're like ta- a it, raft or... It's a full vehicle, a full, a, a decent-sized vehicle, and then two, two figures, figures in each one. The other thing with the double packs is it completely kills army building. Sure. This is one of the problems with the first two packs that Hasbro discovered very quickly was when you had Duke with a Cobra Trooper, people didn't want it because you didn't want to buy the extra Duke with a Cobra right. Trooper. Again, with that first line, when it started dwindling... I never finished my story. When it started dwindling... <laughs> They went internet exclusive, yes. where you could only buy them at Hasbro.com, and they had single figures. When that became a problem because not enough people were going to the site, they started selling them to Toys R Us, and Toys R Us was carrying them on the shelf. Um, but they were the only people that were getting it. They were the only retailer that was carrying it. Right. So, you, again, this is, this is how much it gets. And I'll, I'll say it here. And even though they said that there's a G.I. Joe 3. Yes. They've already confirmed that there's going to be a G.I. Joe 3. Gonna be a G- and there's a, at will some be a point, line. there's going to be a G.I. Joe 3. This is the last Joe figures you'll see for two years. It's possible, but I, I don't even think it's possible. Because their Creo line this, is becoming their Creo line is huge. But that's that's I mean, a part we're of talking. The, we're talking some major, major things like the the Terra Drone. You have two things for your. Hopefully, that'll actually come out. You have two things going for your Creo lines. It's the same thing with Legos. The perceived value, even though they're more expensive, the perceived value in Legos and these type of building sets, in terms of a parent, mm-hmm. is higher than it is for a figure. Right. If you're looking at a Lego set, a fairly small Lego set is still twelve to fifteen dollars. Yes. But you have a small set that's got two vehicles in it, two minifigures for fifteen bucks versus one figure. They're looking at the playability of yeah. the toys. And most most every Lego or Creo set comes with the playability is right in the box. If you're gonna go buy figures, you you need a good guy and a bad guy, right? Right. So I gotta buy Duke and I gotta buy Cobra Commander. That's almost thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Or I can go buy one Creo set. That has Duke, Flint, Cobra Commander, and a Cobra Trooper, and the Bubble Pod and the Vamp. And not know, only not idea. only will they play with it once they put it together, bucks. but they've got to put, spend the time to put it together. So they're getting mm-hmm. more playability out of it than they would, you know, with the with the. This is something you The Lego aisles are growing. Look yes. at the look at the number of brands Lego carries. Oh yeah, look at the number of brands Creo carries. Creo has all of these Hasbro brands. Just as we're company, but whatever. Which the ni- the nice thing about the Creo and the Lego is you can actually mix and match them. Yeah, but where's the fun in that? Well, you got to make you... it exactly look like the box, and then feel bad because <laughs> the Lego movie tells you you're an idiot for doing so. Okay, but so you, your build your your building block type of toys, your construction toys, are exploding because the perceived value is much higher than it is for action figures. Right now, we saw you know we saw a lot of DC and Marvel at um, at. Toy Fair, we saw. We see a lot of DC. I don't remember. Seeing well, a lot of DC, DC. DC. Not only is they putting, they're putting out um, the what I guess they're the six inch set or what eight inch. The new um, fifty two line. Well, no, they're also putting out the the Batman animated series mm-hmm. in a six to eight inch line. They're also doing the original Super Friends line in a three and three quarter again with new molding, and I think they're almost. See, the thing with DC is DC is so scattershot in terms of their sizing. Yes, because like they have that their their Batman video game stuff has been eight inches, it's been six inches, it's been three and three quarters. So it's kind of like like they just um, I think the uh, eight inch Arkham what's the, what's the Arkham Origins line? It's like eight inches, isn't it? I think six eight inches, eight six inches. inches, yeah, six inches. Uh, the Deathstroke releases tomorrow, right? Well, then they Man, did the looks amazing. They they're, but they really they've done a really good job. Three and three quarter line is never really the three quarter line sucks because it's the same thing. They're three and three quarter line just is always the first ones really had articulation, had decent molding, but even even it's it's their three and three. They've never gotten three and three quarter right. They've never right. found a company because the problem is. You can't go to Hasbro. Hasbro's the only company that does three and three quarter. Correct. The way that they do it. I don't know if they have a patent on articulation or something. Maybe that's it. They have to exclusive. Like you cannot <laughs> you can't use wrist joints unless you, you're doing it through Hasbro. And obviously you can't do that because Hasbro has the Marvel license. I think at some point Hasbro's gonna become a part of Disney. <laughs> now well, it's it's partnership with Disney is insane. I mean it's, yeah. its profits are really based off of Disney. Right. Because 
especially now because you have Marvel and Star Wars, and obviously their GI Joe line is dying. Yes. So, but see, they might as well be a subsidiary of Disney. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking speaking of Marvel, we saw that not only are we getting an Amazing Spider-Man two, not only are we getting a Guardians of the Galaxy line, not only are we getting the Infinity figures, we're also getting maybe. You know, we're also getting Avengers Assembled. We're getting Ultimate Spider-Man, which those are more of their their child their children lines. But we also saw that a Guardians of the Galaxy line is going to be there's going to be two separate Guardians of the Galaxy lines. There's going to be more of an articulated movie line, and then more of the the you know Avengers Assemble type figures where they're less articulation and you know less quality with the molding. So it looks like. You know, as far as you know, Marvel, Star Wars, we're going to be seeing a lot of figures. Question is, still, will we see them actually hit the store? Probably some. Well, the the, the fear is that the higher articulation stuff will be the first stuff that gets canceled because the Marvel line, sure. much like that, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit with the Joe line, but the Marvel line is made up of a whole bunch of figures that have been canceled recently. Right. Uh, some of the stuff was in the the next wave of Marvel U figures that never came out. Um, you wonder if Marvel or, or if Hasbro through its Marvel line is spreading itself too thin because now you're looking at three separate types of figures, mm-hmm. not just in terms of line of we're we're releasing Marvel characters like they look like in the comics, and then we're releasing Captain America and Spider Man and Guardians toys. Oh, I even forgot about the Captain America toys. Yeah. Um. Now they're talking about. We're going to release figures that look like they do in the comics, but we're going to do ones that are really dollar store type figures. Right. And then we're going to do ones that the elbow moves and it comes with a weapon. And then we're going to do ones that are fully articulated. Mm -hmm. And they're all three different price points. And not only are we doing that for our regular Marvel line, but we're going to do that for our Cap line. We're going to do it for our Iron Man line. We're going to do it for our Spider-Man line. Uh We're going to do it for our Guardians of the Galaxy line so that... You know, no stone left. In, it's it's almost it's like a no child left behind policy, but <laughs> no toy left behind. Yeah, no toy left behind. But the thing is, is you're spreading yourself really, really thin, because again, all of this takes all of this takes plastic, all of this takes machinery, all of this takes molding, all of this takes sculpting, all of this takes design right. work, all of this takes people who put it together, all of this takes extra packaging, all of this takes shipping, all of this takes shelf space, mm-hmm. and there's a limited number of shelf space. So you wonder. My, my, I'm looking at their case the first day that those pictures are coming out, and I'm looking at their Marvel Infinity line, right? And I'm looking at it saying half of these figures will never be made. Not that they're not going to see the toy shells because, you know, Johnny third party picks them up. They're never going to get made right. at all. We've seen this with Joe over and over and over again. Again, going back to Joe, that night landing craft. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you know, the first time that was introduced, 2011. Yeah, that thing's been canceled three years in a row. Yeah. Well. Um, my daughter wanted to actually be on this one because she heard me mentioning it was about toys and she wanted to give her opinion about stuff because she saw the new Monster High figures that are coming out, which are basically, I guess they're the running... The Monster High figures that used to come out. Well, they're running out of... I think they're running out of ideas because they're now taking the figures they have and mashing them together. They're calling them their Freaky Frenzy line or something. Um but she, you know, she saw the My Little Ponies, things like that. They're all coming out. She's very excited. So, you know, she wanted me to at least put in that word for her. But that's what interests her at, at, Wonder, or at Toy Fair, I should say. What did you see? And I'll get to you, Ethan, in just a second because you've been sitting here patiently wanting to talk about. I know. I think we we'd lost the uh, the articulated and animated Ethan from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> we went to a, we went from a fully articulated Ethan to a five point Ethan. My my drugs are wearing off. I was so wondering because you're like, yeah, you've been you've been quiet for a while. <laughs> so what, Chris? So why don't why don't you tell us about Monster High uh, dolls, Ethan? Why don't you tell us all? Oh, well, about let's start with Ethan. Then. Ethan, so. what did you see at at Toy Fair that was really something that you'd be you know that you, you liked? I know you like Walking Dead, you like wrestlers, things like that. What did you see that really made you excited and would say, okay, I either Really want this, or I've, this is what I'm going to pick up this year. Well, I saw a lot of the uh, statues that DC put out um, that looked interesting enough, like the animated series Harley Quinn, the black and white statue. I really like that one. Um, they also have the six inch Batman from the same series that I'm probably going to end up picking up just because the animated series was my favorite. Because you're Batman. Because I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Yes. 
Does that does that animated Batman actually have articulation, or is it like the old Justice League it, Unlimited ones where it was just five zero? The funny thing points? is, it has twenty two points of articulation. Uh, the That's funny, the funny thing. Yeah, but the funny thing is because of the cape and the cape drapes over the shoulders, you probably won't be able to lift his arms. But it has it has shoulder joints. So it's a plastic cape. It's a plastic yeah, molded cape. It, Batman doesn't need to lift his arms. But his cape goes over his shoulders up to the chest, you know, so it like wraps around the shoulders. And they didn't like, I guess, cut it out. Or you probably remove it and make your own cape. <laughs> probably, probably not. <laughs> but so, uh, what did you see? Uh, walking? Was there anything Walking Dead that you saw that? Uh, that walking you... Dead. They had uh, like the McFarlane statue uh, that has like the comic version of Rick fighting off three walkers. Did you ever see the Michonne one? Yes. That was pretty cool. That was pretty good. And it's basically the new version of that one. And pretty much, I think... That Michonne one was great because it it would actually twist on the base. This one will, too. Yeah, that that is a brilliant idea because that way you you can display your figure and be able to to, display your statue and be able to look at the whole thing. You don't have to pay for mirrors. Uh Uh-huh. Mirrors. (laughs) You just can't turn it around manually? Well, no. If, If Depending on where you display it, I mean, it can be difficult to move, you know, pick the statue up and move it completely and put it back down. Whereas with these, it's just, it's on, basically, it's on a lazy Susan. It's got you a base it and then the middle spins. So, yeah. like, it holds the rest of it up that spins. So, most people that I know that have, like, stationary statues, especially when they're in display cases, will put mirrors behind it because you've right. got, if you've got all the molding on the sides and the back, if you cut that out, you know, you're, you're spending $200, $300 on a statue. Mm-hmm. You know, why would you want not to be able to see that for the rest of the entire you have it there? Exactly. Right. I, I think I would do that if I ended up getting the uh, Boba Fett uh, mm-hmm. mythos from Sideshow, mm-hmm. which I still think is one of the most beautiful statues. Right. Um, they had. Uh, what about anything in the the six inch line? Because I know that they do the the TV show and the comic book. Yeah, they had. They showed both of them. The what aren't they both showed... of those? Those are compatible, aren't they? They're the same size, aren't they? The TV yeah, and the comic book. Yeah, five inches, I think. So they're the same as like the Halo and the Assassin's Creed ones that they do from McFarland. Right. Um, but yeah, which they showed a bunch of those there too. The I don't TV, know if they, they showed Halo, but I know they showed a lot of Assassin's Creed. I'm sure they things. did. I didn't notice it, but I'm sure they had something. But I know uh, they had the TV series, which was the season four, uh, season <laughs> or series five, I should say. That's just hitting stores like this month. So there was nothing new, but they told you like what they're planning. Ahead, like they're going to come out with a Herschel and a Carol coming from the TV show. Does Herschel come with a, a leg and a missing <laughs> I'm, leg? I'm sure he will. Does Herschel have cut off his head action? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what they need to do is make and Carol show. comes with a fire. Well, they, fire had the, can. they used to have the, the Luke where the hand was magnetic. Mm-hmm. And so you could you could hit the hand with Vader's saber and it would fall <laughs> off. I want the Lizzie that comes with suffocating baby suffocating action. baby action and <laughs> dead rabbits with it. Yeah. That's the figure I want. <laughs> so that's that's what they announced so far with the next uh, next one. Uh, I think they're also giving an updated Rick with the with his new look, like longer hair with the beard, because all of the ones that they had so far were all baby his, face. Uh, Rick. His scraggly, I'm losing control of everybody look. <laughs> yeah. Um, comic series three they have, which is the first time they're releasing Rick with the cut off hand from the comic. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Wait, he loses his hand? How no, he doesn't. Which they actually, Robert Kirkman said it was the, is no the worst. biggest mistake he ever <laughs> made. Biggest mistake he ever made because it it he it said he limited it so so much with that character going forward. But well, did yeah. you did you hear what he said about when he's writing some stuff and he cause sometimes they he forgets, forgets that that Rick doesn't have. Get, he goes having to go pick up something. He goes, oh crap! Or he goes to have him shave or do something. He can't. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Uh, anything stand out other than Joe? Uh, well, I wouldn't say really that Joe stood out. The only thing I would say with the Joe standing out is the fact that they were doing, um, at least they've announced that there's figures that were in their canceled line because they're doing the Heat Viper, which, if I remember right, is the only completely new molded figure that'll come out in this line. It everything, looks else, like it. everything else borrows pieces, and you can't with the. I think the only thing they could do is if they did the pants, they could use one of the like the Lava Viper or whatever mm-hmm. they used for a while ago. So it's cool to see something like that come out. The Biker Scout looks fantastic. Um, Hopefully, uh, Marvel Infinity yeah, the Marvel releases. Infinity. Uh, they're they're doing an Ares, which is a, a canceled figure. Again, it was supposed to be in a three pack, and it mm-hmm. never existed. So, uh, Ares was one of my favorite characters that the Marvel God of War for a while, um, until he gets ripped in half. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was still awesome. But really, it's 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 tough for me. I, I mean, I don't want to be the super cynical guy. And I try not to be as best as I can because I really hate that <laughs> movement. But 
there's there's nothing more damning that I can say than saying that I don't know if I'll see any of this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's you see it and you get excited about it. You know, two years ago when I saw the Joe figures from Toy Fair, I was really excited because I'm like, I'm gonna find these figures. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. And it became such a hassle to try and find just the basics of what you want. I'm not someone who's looking for a billion troopers. I ended up with it, the shock trooper, but hey, whatever. Um, no, I feel because I'm the same way. It's like, and it's you just, know. you know, I'm looking at these, I'm looking at, you know, already looking at the idea we've talked about over and over again. You, you, you announced the way for Star Wars Series 1, 2014 Series 1 Black, and my first comment is if we see them. You know, the vintage, like you saw that the stuff towards the end of the vintage line that was just impossible to find. And even though Hasbro said, we're going to re-release waves of these figures and we're going to include the hard to find ones. We're going to include the Shea Vizsla or whatever. We're going to include, all of a sudden I can't remember, the the, the, um, but I think the, the, dark, the Star Killer or whatever. But what ended up happening, I remember I got into this debate with one of the pages, one of the action figure collector's pages on there where, you know, his response to me of me saying, you're never going to see these is like, look, Hasbro's re-releasing them. I said, yeah, but go look on the pegs. They still have the episode one vintage figures. Again, you don't want to talk about mistakes. That's the mistake. They released those episode one and they totally, completely and utterly. You're talking about the vintage under, ones. Yeah, the vintage. They completely, utterly overestimated the demand for those figures just based on the fact that episode one was being re-released in the theater and well, that people know, would go see it and come back. Jake Lloyd. But with those figures sitting there, and sure enough, that wave that Hasbro promised that was just made up of cases and cases of figures that were harder and harder to find. Wait, stop it. Oh, SH Figure Arts? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. You want excited? The SH Figure Arts uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z figures are freaking amazing. It's something that as, All as a big... SH Figure Arts are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, those figures are just uh, sick. The uh, As someone who's a big fan i didn't pick up any of these figures because of the price but then piccolo who was my first favorite character <laughs> was a uh comic-con exclusive last year that someone was very nice and oh they're doing the androids uh <laughs> someone was nice enough to stand in line and pick up for me and as soon as i brought it back to the the hotel because you weren't with us in san diego i brought it back to the hotel i opened it and i started like posing it i went back the next day and i i walked in and i bought i think i bought like vegeta <laughs> and then the next day i went in and i was like mm-hmm. oh the hell with it give me sell and I ended. I think I walked out of there with three of them, and then oh, I wow. picked up the. Uh, <laughs> at work, we mistakenly, I guess we we got it as an extra. We got a a, a Goku, a Super Saiyan Goku, and it's like, how much is that? I'm just gonna buy it. I'm like, okay, that saves me the trouble of sending it back. Yeah. <laughs> so I pick it up, and so those things are those things are amazing, and I even have um, uh, what's the uh, blue blue fin blue typhoon? I can't remember the mm-hmm. name of it now. They had like the the little tiny, they're like. Not even three inches, like two and a half inches, and and they have more articulation than any three and three quarter. You can say it's amazing what they can t- what they can do and what they can tool, mm. and it's relatively decently priced. It's not out of control. I mean, the big SH figure arts ones, yeah, those are forty buck figures, but for what you get from them. You know, especially the early ones. The well, ones not that, only the that articulation, you but you get like different hand molds. You get different you hands, get... different heads. I mean, it, yeah. it's a posing figure that you can just do. Like the first time we did Piccolo, I had him in the the Saturday Night Fever <laughs> disco dance because you can you can turn the you know turn the arm and put it on the on the waist, and he's got the the two fingers that he uses the blast when he kills Raditz, mm-hmm. and it's you know pointing up in the air. And it was just that was the point where I looked at that and said, "The hell with this! I just got to get the rest of these." Yeah. So those are those are fairly exciting. But again, it's it's my excitement is tempered by knowing the hassle that it's going to be to find half of the stuff that you want, and you start to wonder why do I want this? Now here's how question. much do I want this? Now here's a question too. Uh, you think the problem being that all the most, or I should say, maybe as far as the lines that I collect, the the favorite figures that everybody's looking for, for some reason, are always usually the ones that are short packed in the case. Like, uh, you know, let's say, for example, you have three, three, two, and one, and that one packed uh, figure is the one that everybody wants. Well, that's what they did with Boba Fett. They short-packed Boba Fett. Yeah, do you think that's that's the reason why there's an issue finding it? Well, it's... Because if it was, let's say, if they put two cases out... Well, again, that's been an issue for years. McFarlane is is absolutely notorious for this. He did Mm -hmm. this with Spaw, and he was like, okay... This is the not necessarily the most popular character because if you look at the Star Wars universe, 
Luke and Vader and Han are the most popular characters. Boba Fett is the cool character. It's the Cache character. It's the you know, it's the character that's got buzz and whatever. People who are buying figures now, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for that cool figure. So why short pack them? Because they're idiots. Because <laughs> it doesn't do it doesn't do them any good. They're selling less figures. I mean, you already you already the put only, that figure out as an exclusive. The only at thing Comic-Con. that you're doing when you short pack it is, and again, this is why McFarlane did this, was because they were selling cases directly to mm-hmm. third party. So the third party is buying four cases of McFarlane sports picks because there's two NBA figures nobody gives a crap about, two more NBA figures nobody gives a crap about, and one one LeBron or one Kobe. You're selling to those third to party. Everybody else did it. You're selling to those third party uh, dealers. You're selling case after case after case because they're trying to get as many Jordans or LeBrons or or Kobe's. I'm trying to just use an example. Yeah, sure, well, sure, sure. It's the same thing here. If you're going to sell those cases, but Hasbro isn't selling cases to third party like that, so I don't understand. I don't understand it. To me, it's to me the one even figure that you're going to do. The yeah. figure that that you do as the short pack is the one that is kind of the hidden figure. If you're going to do a Luke, a Han, a Leia, a Chewie, and then a background character in the middle of Moss Eisley, that's your short pack figure, right? But they don't do that. No, they always. do. They do one of the coolest. They do. Yeah, they do the Han or. or it's gotten better, and the, the the secret to it is just to make them even. You, sure. You do if you know what it's going to fit in your case. If you're going to fit eight six inch figures in your case, that's why your wave should only be four figures. You do two two because then two. you do two two and two, and then if you really want to make money, go out and find out what people are buying and adjust your cases. Mm-hmm. Get to the point where you're making four Boba Fetts, and two Han Solos, and one Greedo, and one Leia in every right. single case. No, and you'll be able because you'll see figures moving, and the skew has to move off the shelf, right? In order for them to reorder the box. Do you think that with this current wave that's out, if there were more Boba Fetts, or if it was even that, you would have seen more Greedos go and and more Hans go and things like that? Because the one figure everybody was trying to find was Boba Fett, and if they could, once they found that, then they would want to pick up something else. Instead, they can't find Boba Fett, so they're getting so frustrated that they're just saying, fuck it, fuck it. I'm not going to pick up any of them. Well, you think that the psychology of it could be different in terms of what Hasbro's thinking is people are driving to the stores to find Boba Fett. Like, I already came all the way out here. I might as well pick up somebody else. Obviously, that isn't working. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's the, it's the sold-out movie type of thing when you used to have sold out movies, when you drive to the theater and Jurassic Park sold out, so you might, but you're already here, you're going to see something else. Right. You know, you'd see the uptick in every other movie would see an uptick on weekends and when something like Jurassic Park or Star Wars or whatever came out. You don't see that anymore because there's no such thing as sold out movies, really. At least not anywhere that I can find. Um, you'd, you'd think the psychology could work one way or the other, but it really is, it's one specific thing. If you know that you want a Boba Fett, you're going to go out and look, and if you don't find him, you're not going to get anything else. Right. You know, no matter how much that figure impresses you. Well, most of the mentality for, especially for men and for, you know, boys is you walk into a store knowing what you want. Mm-hmm. See, but that, again, we're talking about different mentalities than you used to. You used to not know what was there. Right. You know, now, it, with again, with all this information, you know there is a six-inch Boba Fett in that right. line. People who are following the toy industry know that that figure's there. The general public probably doesn't, and that's, I think, what kills the six-inch line is you're having people who... Maybe we'll look at it and go, oh, that's cool. It's a new size. It's a new. Mm-hmm. T- and you're looking through it and going, I don't really want Greedo, and I don't really want this Slave Leia, so what am I doing? And they keep coming back and seeing it. I think that the first line you finally saw sell through because you had four figures that were fairly popular. Right. You have Luke, you have R2-D2, you have Darth Maul, and you have a, you have a Sand Trooper. So you had when, it was pretty even for a and long it was, time. And it was leaving for a while. Darth Maul became the hardest fairly quickly. Which makes or, I'm sense. sorry, the Sand Trooper became the hardest fairly quickly. Um, the Darth Maul was still. You can still kind of find the Darth Maul here and there, but you would still go to a store and you said, "Hey, there's a Luke Skywalker. I remember that." And it's in it's in his pilot outfit. It's iconic Which from the first cool film. One, yeah, yeah he wears it in all three films. You know, this is based off of Episode Four, but. It's an iconic kind of piece. R2-D2 is an iconic character. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't understand the selection for the second line at all. I don't understand why it's not Chewbacca, Leia, Darth Vader, and Boba Fett. Because that, that line would have blown right through. 
Because you you have that amazing line that if you went, you would have one of four. You mean you doing the original Leia, not the slave Leia? Any Leia. Well, you did besides have the the slave Leia. You have a Leia that is. <laughs> well, if they did a better job on slave Leia, if they did, if they did a better Leia, if you did a Leia that really isn't so specific to me, again, it's it's just everyone is though that's the costume, that's the costume, but. It's a tough costume to pull off in a mold like that. I mean, it's a great statue. It's a terrible figure. Right. It's a great thing to make of a statue. It's a terrible thing to make of a figure because the play value of that figure is worthless. If you make, if you make Leia in the outfit that she wore, like in Hoth, that's a sensible outfit. Mm-hmm. It's you know, if you're sitting there, if you're really, <laughs> it's a sensible. We're outfit. discussing the the, the sensibility the of Leia's costume. She's a classy lady. <laughs> the, the outfit at the end of uh, the end of Cloud City, which I, I don't even know if they. What made. about in her biker scout? You know, her indoor yeah, the indoor one. Uh, to me, if I was running the black line, that's what I'd do. I would just pick, like, to, I'd have a line. You have the Biker Scout, Luke, Han, and Leia, and the Endor outfits. Mm-hmm. Done. You know? You would do them do a set. You're, yeah, pretty much. You're doing you're doing the Hoth. If you're, you're, doing, you're doing a Snow Trooper, Hoth, uh, Luke, Han, and Leia. Done. You do, the, you do the Luke, Han, Leia, Chewbacca from Episode 4 as you know, one wave. Well, I think if you, do, if you did the first wave, you had to include... Someone. It should have been a Vader. It the first the, to me the, the first guy. the you, first you the, yeah the first way the first way for me would have been Luke, Han, Stormtrooper, and Vader. That would have been the first wave, and then the second wave would have been the rest of the characters. From so I'm surprised four. that they they didn't do three PO and R two together. No, I mean not as the same package. Yeah, there still as, isn't even a three PO three PO. Right. Else. Well, I guess for me, um, for com- for Comic Con for uh, Toy Fair. The Guardians of the Galaxy line, especially their six-inch line, was just amazing looking. And I can't wait for that to come out. Um, hopefully their three-and-three-quarter line that they showed will have all the articulation that they were showing, which I'd really want to get. It won't. But you want to talk about hard figures to get. Doctor Who three-and-three-quarter figures. Now they're putting out a Doctor Who TARDIS. These are all toys that are underground toys, which are is a you know it's a British company. So, other than going to one of the cons and picking them up, it's going to be next to impossible unless I'm going to pay the shipping for overseas. Um, Reaction is doing Firefly toys. There's no articulation. They don't look very good, but it's still a Firefly three and three quarter toy. Might. That's the problem. I know. <laughs> I know. If you accept crap figures, you're gonna get crap figures. Of course, they're also doing Goonies and Back to the Future. If and... you accept crap figures, <laughs> I understand their mentality. If you're gonna have some representation, here you go. Right. But well, they're, if you're they're... looking for represent. Look, if they did a three and three quarter Ghostbusters line, I would buy the shit out of that. I think because they did. no, but no, they did a really six inch, huh? good three and three quarter. Ghostbusters line. Because to me, now, at this point, everything is just trying to keep everything in the same size. Mm-hmm. That's what DC basically sucks. what you're doing. Yeah, same yeah. With me. Yeah. This is, that's why DC sucks, because DC does not have a good three and three quarter But see, line. I think that's what's killing the Star Wars six-inch line, too, is because it's so late in the game compared to, you know, that's one of those toy lines that's been three and three quarter for No, but decades. then it comes down to somebody like me who collects them in six-inch, and I was like, oh, six-inch Darth Maul, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to buy that. The thing with, well, the Star Wars thing, I think, is bulletproof through that, because you're not necessarily... That doesn't matter the size. You and I are three and three quarter guys for the right. most part, and we still bought six inch figures. That's true because they're Star Wars figures, and we understand what they are from the start. Is the fact that they're figures that are going to look better because you just have more room to play with the plastic and the molding and what have you. Um, yeah, it for me that like the basis that like I've the DC figures I've barely bought any of them because they're not three and three quarter. Right, so. I'm not interested in a six-inch Batman when everything else I have is three and three-quarter. Now, the new Arkham Origins, I think, fits with the same size as the Predator figure, so I'm kind of thinking Deathstroke has to face off against Arnie from Predator, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, did, you, did you see the three and three-quarter uh, alien figure? with the? Yes, the super articulated yeah. one? Yeah, that thing's oh, amazing. That looks amazing. That thing's also like 25 bucks. Yeah. But still, it's worth it, worth it one. to pick yeah. up. I mean, there's, there's been stuff. Japan's done three and three-quarter Predator figures from a while ago. It's like Takara, Tanara, something like that. But mm-hmm. those things are impossible to find. You can't even find them on eBay. Can't even, right. I've never even seen them listed. Um, it's the six-inch also, the bigger size is also easier to make because it's easier to put together because it's right. not tiny little pieces, so you don't have as much screw-ups with it. it <laughs> I don't remember what our original topic was. <laughs> what were we talking about? 
Oh, we're talking about the killing of the Sixers. I, I think the Star Wars the bad figures. I, no, I, th- I think this reaction we're making. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's that was what we were talking about. But it kind of got um, combat combined. Yeah, the if you're going to accept buying a three and three quarter figures of just Firefly, for buying it, because I have to have a three and three quarter figure of Firefly, does not mean that any company is going to look at this and say, "Well, if they buy that piece of shit, they're going to buy." A figure right. that we're going to make. What they're going to say is, they bought that piece of shit. I can make that same piece of shit. Yeah, I got you. And I can sell it to you for a dollar cheaper. Here you go. Reactions are weird because they're basing it on the, the original thing they did was the original Alien line that had uh-huh. gotten canceled that Kenner was going to do. And because, you know, back in the 70s, you always made toy lines based on R rated films. Because um, <laughs> it works out they so They had well. the nostalgia of it. Right. But you're looking at lines that don't have that kind of nostalgia. There's, there's no. It wasn't like, oh, we were going to do a three and three quarter Back to the Future line, but we didn't, and we canceled it. But here's what it was supposed to look like, and then they're kind of remolding it based on what it was supposed to right. look they're, like. I mean, it's, they're creating their old hey, worlds, and... and and even like the thing with Firefly makes no sense to me. At least with Back to the Future, you're talking about a time when those movies came out. That's what figures look like. Right. That's what the figures kind of look like. They were into the Joe market already, but those the Star Wars figures were still coming out. And you could get away with but, a nostalgia yeah. When you do figure. Firefly, by the time Firefly came out, you had figures that had full articulation. Sure. So, can and you imagine? Because if if a company were to step again. Maybe they do have the patent because I don't know why nobody is doing really good three and three quarters figures of some of these other brands, especially when we see all of these different mashups online. Yeah. We see people that want to mix and match. You know, I've been mixing and matching Marvel figures for a couple of years now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did well, it a long some... time ago with the Ironmonger just completely decimated an entire troop of. Uh... Well, your, your, your classic nativity scenes always seem to, you know, everyone's. Well, uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, it was the, the only way that they could go back to save the baby Jesus is they had to use uh, Cable's time travel stuff. So well, see, and now they could do it. They can go back in a TARDIS, so, you know, and they can all fit because it's bigger on the inside. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know we're running really long because, you know, but this, yeah, is our, this is our, you know, state of the toy union. Um, Why don't you go to work? What so I can pay for all my figures? <laughs> what would you, if you could give one suggestion to toy makers and toy companies for this next year? What would it be? Make what I want. No, I'm not being facetious. If make, you could walk into the boardroom, not I'm not saying make what I what I want. Make what I want <laughs> as a collector, as a fan, as someone who wants to buy your shit. I think yeah, make what I want. Listening to what the fans are really looking for, figuring out how to listen to what fans are looking for. Well, see, to me, figuring out how to understand what fans want. Because I'm telling you right now, fans, yes, fans do not want what's on the shelf right now. That's, That's correct. why you see this stuff sit. So then, why at like Comic Con, New York Comic Con, things like that, where you do have the panels and you get to ask the questions and things like that? Why do they not? Because li- I know you and I personally, because I've been there. You know, we both asked the questions at the booth, and we've talked to them. Why is it that what the fans are saying? If we're saying it, other fans are saying it. Why is it they're not taking that back? What did What did you say? You said where Where would I walk into? Into the boardroom. Boardroom. So whatever's getting said. It's a cor- the people that run toy companies are not toy fans. Right. The people who buy toys for Target, Walmart, uh, uh, Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. People who buy toys for Toys R Us are not toy fans. They're marketing executives. Yes. They're business executives. No, I agree with that. I, I totally That's what I'm saying. That You asked me. This is what I would do. Make what I, as a toy fan, as someone who both collects stuff to put on the wall as a collectible, my Six-inch Boba Fett, the only one that... I've never seen one. I actually had someone purchase it for me. Right. That's sitting on the wall because it's a gorgeous-looking figure. Mm-hmm. I do want one to open, but there we go. My Joes I and my Star Wars it. figures are open. I'm the fan they're looking for. Right. I'm the fan that they you're want. Not, you're not the collector that's I'm just not the hoarding guy it onto a I'm shelf not in the hoard box. It. I'm not buying 16 of them. I'm leaving enough for other collectors, other fans to enjoy. Right. And you're opening and playing, and opening not necessarily playing, playing, but you're collecting. multiples of some figures. I'm buying multiples of army builders. I'm buying multiples of my favorite characters because I want to display them in mm-hmm. different ways. But I'm buying toys that I want, and I'm only buying stuff that makes sense to me. That Captain America line outside of the Red Skull is crap. Yes. I haven't bought a single one of them. I bought the Winter Soldier. The but Avengers. It's, it's, yes. I bought you the Winter Soldier. It was terrible. True. The... Avengers line that came out, there's one figure in that line that's halfway decent, and it's the Red Skull in that line because the articulation oh, yes. in it is a little better. It's got 
the the coat is much better. Anyway, if there's one thing to say, it's make what I want. I am what you're looking for. Right. I'm your demographic. This is what toys are right now. They're people like me that are saying, I'm going to buy most of your stuff, and it'll trickle down to younger kids buying it and what have you. That's, if there's one piece of advice, make what I want. That's Ethan, it. what about you? I totally agree. I mean, no, I think, a, I think we all agree. Is there, is there one thing that you would add that you would say, if you walked into a boardroom, if you could walk into... No, I just, I just dropped the mic. Right you did pretty much drop yeah. the mic. No, and I think in, another thing would be to um, stop with the whole, like, short packing. I, I think if you're going to really... You guys are both figures, taking mine. I would say just do two, 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 if you're going to have eight in figures in the pack. Well, short packing, eight. you're also talking about exclusivity, too. And that's, that's the other thing. If you're going them. to do an exclusive figure... Do an ex- do like they used to do, making a mail-in character. Either that or an, an entire it case of just it's, the no, exclusive. No, it's not. It's, it's not an exclusive if it's available to everybody. Oh, it's, but see, <laughs> most people won't take the time to do the it's, mail-in. But it's a, exclusivity has to deal with availability. It's availability. It, an exclusive works one of two ways. It's either available from one type of retailer, Entertainment Earth, Big Bad Toy Store, G.I. Joe Collector's Club, or it's only available in one place where you have to gain entry to, San Diego, New York, New Jersey Comic yes. Con, whatever. That's what makes it an exclusive. But also, Not, exclusive. If a mail-in is is it's open to everybody. Anybody can bring it in. The the mail-in figures that Star Wars was doing, that Hasbro was doing for a while, those are open to everybody. That's not an exclusive figure. That's just something that's a little bit harder to get. Right. It's not even harder to get. It's usually you have to buy more figures to do it. Sure. And you don't get packaging for it. Right. So the exclusivity is different. And when you take a figure like the the Han Solo and Carbonite that's attached to Boba Fett, and you remove that from the market, mm-hmm. to me, that's the mistake. That's where you're sitting there saying, I know I have something really, 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 really popular, and right. everyone's going to want gonna it. But I'm only going to make 200 of them but and I'm only, them. Yeah, I'm only going to make it in one place. It's only available at one time. Sure. They do it for the buzz. They do it because they understand Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. People are putting this shit up But there. also problems with And that. people that aren't looking for it, there are people now that are just sitting there looking for it. Oh, what's this? Oh, what's an exclu- oh, this is an exclusive. You have people that have no idea that that Harden Carbonite existed with that Boba Fett, who are now desperate for it because it created its own buzz. Right. And so now they're waiting. It's it's a forward-looking game. Those are the people that are trying to take tickets for San Diego. Yes. It's a guy who says, I'm going to go to San Diego. I'm going to spend all my money and go to San Diego because I'm going to get that Boba Fett next year. Whatever that Boba Fett is next year, that's what I'm going to get. I'm going to get that, and I'm going to be rich, and it's going to be amazing, and I'm going to be incredible. I'll say I think for me, since you take you both have taken exactly what I was. That's what you say, get for drop. letting us go first. I would say that for the con exclusives, they need to be more limited as far as to how many each person can get. Especially when you get to Mattel and they're allowing to get six to nine of each character or each toy. The other problem with that is when they were when the floor didn't even open up yet, and they were allowing vendors to buy those exclusives. See, that's, that's just what, it. That's the way the way San Diego works Again, is. Hold on, I'll tell you the reason. They're not toy fans. <laughs> they're business people. What do you care if you're a business person? If I can sell 400 of these things right now, or well, I have no, to I did... wait and sell all 400 of them through the weekend, what are you going to do? Well, see, I mm-hmm. did talk to I did talk to Mattel last year because you know there was a Monster High my daughter was wanting and. We were standing there in line, and they sold out the day we were there because every person in front of us each got nine to take over to their booth right. and but resell. But the person that helps you, hold on, the person that helps you is not the person that makes that decision. What that's I'm true. telling you is the person who makes that decision is a business person, and it doesn't matter. And that's why I'm saying is if I had one choice right now, to, since you've taken, you two have taken my other ones, I would go in and say you need to think about your core fans that are attending these cons that are wanting these products not to resell and make a profit on that are wanting to have it to take home and play with it and showcase it in their own house, i.e. the Boba Fett exclusive last year that neither one of us got to pick up because it was completely sold out because it was being turned around to sold. First time in forever. Yes. I.e. the Monster High doll that thankfully I found somebody at Mattel who was nice enough to say, I understand your daughter's a core fan. Stay right here. But again, I'm going to counterpoint that. They do understand that. They understand that you're going to pay that person that's going to buy those 400 in one shot. You're going to pay them six times what you paid Mattel in order to get that figure. All they care about is how many do we have to make to make it profitable? We need to make 400 of them. If we can sell them in one day to one person, 
if it wasn't for the fact that they thought there would be a riot. But here's the thing. Look at, look at where they're they're cutting it off. Because Hasbro's has Hasbro's had a, a, a limit forever. They've had their limit has gotten even worse. They used to let you get two. Right now they don't even let you get two. But to pick up Boba to Fett pick up one to pick up nine of one Again, figure because they don't care. They don't. Ca- but what I'm saying is they don't care. All it's about is how much money they're going to be able to make. Sure. But what I'm saying is, okay, if you let's say you have 500 little girls that attend, you know, Comic Con that want that figure. Do they have money in their pocket? That have money in their pocket to buy it, but their parents will not allow them to go down to vendor on you know vendor row and spend three times the amount of the dollar. Now they say no, you can't get that figure because it's sold out. Is it? How many of those little girls are going to end up saying, "Well, I don't like Monster High then," because little is girls? Is the product sold? Is that is that just talk about the product, the single product? Is that product sold? What do you mean? Is, is it, did well, they yes, sell the is. product? Yes, they sold it to a vendor. Done. It doesn't matter. They don't. You're, care I know who you're they what you're saying. To. But see, but what I'm saying is, no, he's saying that's that why they, can, they need to change it. They no, need to I change it because they're they potentially losing their core audience. They don't give a shit about for their other core product. Audience. They're not thinking that far ahead. Monster High is going to be done in two years, and then it's going to be Gem High or whatever. Who cares what else they do? Gem. They're not thinking that far ahead. Hasbro has tried to shoot – Hasbro shot itself in the foot with a G.I. Joe brand. You had a successful brand, not as successful as Star Wars, not as successful as Marvel, not as successful as someone else doing DC. Right. You had a successful brand, and they went and said, you know what? I got a great idea. We're going to make Arctic Destro, and we're going to put him out, and he's going to be on every single peg in America, and not a single Joe <laughs> figure is going to come out for a fucking year. Well, then this is true. Ethan. A fucking year. Hold on. And they don't care. They've never cared. They never will care. They don't give a shit because it sold – to Target. Right. Target still bought those cases. When they see, oh, they didn't buy the next case, they don't care. Right. Because they're looking at that next case and going, okay, what do we do? I've got more Star Wars product for me. Are you going to buy the Star Wars product? Yeah, here we go. They're always, that's why there's so many lines. Your turnaround mm-hmm. is so big, much bigger. That's why there's so many lines out there. There's so many brands. That's why brands are so important. Marvel's not churning out movies because they think fans want to see movies. Oh, I gotcha. They're churning out movies they because don't? they don't give a shit. They're turning out movies because Hasbro wants to buy those figures. They want those licenses. Right. They want to turn out movies because you have DVD sales and you have product sales and you have T-shirt sales and all that. There's more marketing. You can sit there. Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't made because fans are clamoring for it. Guardians of the Galaxy is made because they think they can sell it as Star Wars. Right. Look at that trailer. That's a Star Wars trailer. That's a Star Wars trailer. This is the most important Marvel movie since Avengers because if this movie fails, you're never going to get anything except Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. Right. You're never going to see a second figure. If this movie fails, no more Ant-Man, Captain America, Doctor Strange, Black Panther. Throw it out the window. It's never going to happen. But also from a toy-wise, from a merchandising line, if you sat there and said, what what Marvel film are you going to start with? You you took away X-Men. You took away Spider-Man. What Marvel film are you going to start with? And they picked Iron Man. Why? Because it looked cool. Look at what we can sell for it. Yeah, you're He's right. got four pieces of armor just in the first fucking movie alone. Yes. And you're done. They don't care, and they're not thinking that far ahead. Nobody in that boardroom is thinking that far ahead. All they're thinking of is I have to pay my investors next quarter. I understand. I'm not worried, and I'm not worried that about was the, the 2016 point. year. I'm not worried about 2017. I'm not worried about And that was the whole point of this question was, you know, for us just to kind of put out there, Obviously, we know things are not going to change. They haven't changed. You know, they never changed, and it is all about the almighty dollar. I'm just saying, with this line of questioning they had, if we had the opportunity to go into that boardroom, what would we say? And you know, we all kind of we we, we kind of hit. I would say probably three of the biggest questions that there would be. You know, I mean, yes, mine not just narrow, not necessarily just about con, but you know, exclusives in general. But it also points to the same thing: it's the short-sightedness of what they're doing. Yes, it's what. There's a reason why Walmart had two boy aisles five years ago, and they have half of one now. Yes, you cannot sit there and say, for all the other industries that people say are going to die, going to die, going to die. Comic books, magazines, DVDs, CDs that still hold on and are still actually successful. The toy industry has fallen farther than any of those. Do you any think it's of because them. of video games and other, you know, because it's not it's them going out playing sports. It's, it's, it's because, because content in other mediums is easier to access than toys. 
Sure, like I get that. You've seen the pictures on G.I. Joe Collector's Forum of Toys R Us in 1984, where sure. the entire aisle is just G.I. Joe, and there's fucking product there. Right. You used to be able to from go the in. Ce- from the floor you, to the ceiling. You could walk in in June, and your figure would be there. Mm-hmm. More people were walking in to buy that figure. It got too expensive too quickly. It got too... It got too marketed too quickly, mm-hmm. where it really just the soul of it is taken away. People in the '80s that made toys made toys because they loved them. People in the 2000s that made toys made toys because we want to make a dollar off of them. Right. This is this is what I'm talking. That idea to, to end on the most cynical note of all: <laughs> toys are dying. The 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 which is the a good idea. Way. I mean, it, it a is mass, a good way to a mass market toy. Uh, push toy merchandising, toy purchasing is dying. I, w- I would go so far as to say Walmart will remove the boys' toys from their within aisle a year, within two. a few years, and you're going to concentrate on on toys that everybody, baby toys, toddler toys, mm-hmm. Legos, educational, fit, say, toys. Like educational type toys. They're easier to sell, what have you. And this type reaction is almost a blueprint for the future. They're looking at a niche, right? We have 86,000 properties that nobody's making toys for because you can't spend a whole bunch of money making super articulated Firefly toys because as many Firefly to- fans are out there, they're not going to buy them in the, num- in the, in the numbers, numbers needed mass that you yes. have to be able to sell that figure for a price that people are willing to, to accept. Those figures, if they were to make really articulated three and three-quarter figures, it would be like the G.I. Joe Collectors Club subscription service where they pick figures that they think no one's going to buy, right. and they're 30 bucks a piece. You're talking the same thing here, Back to the Future. We'd all probably buy three and three quarter back to the future figures, but the mass market is going to. Could you imagine a hoverboard in three and three quarter? Dude, there's a DeLorean in three and three quarter. I know. So the guy that made the custom. Yeah. You made the custom Doc Brown and, and Marty McFly. Oh, it was awesome. Um, I think that's, you're looking at a model of the future. You're looking at Toys R Us gaining exclusivity over stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to see that more. You're going to see it more. Yeah, they, right now, they have like a ton of exclusives. Well, they, they do. They, they, they have stuff the, that they almost, get the independent stuff. They, but the thing is, with with that, it's not exclusive. It's exclusive in the sense that nobody else buys them. Right. But they don't have a contract. Their contract with Hasbro says we are the only, only. people that are allowed to sell this Joe product. Right. That's it. It'll be available on ToysRUs.com. It'll be available in the stores. <laughs> so, so you're and it, this is a, this actually is a very good note to wrap up on, especially this, this being our state of the toy union because we are. As we're talking with reaction and the uh, GI Joe clubs, the you know the the Star Wars clubs, the the big bad toy stores, the Entertainment Earths, they're becoming where toy enthusiasts are going to have to start going to get the product that they want. Underground Toys is another one you could add in there. You know these are these are places that. You know the the toy industry is becoming. It's kind of the falling the same way as television in a way, mm-hmm. where you're going, you're having to go to Netflix, to you know Amazon Instant, to all these littler venues to find the product you want to watch. It's going to be the same thing with toys. Well, the funny thing is, I'm almost thinking it might be easier for me just to pay for a business license and start buying cases from. From the toy companies, be like, no, hey, yeah, here's well, we my should business do is license. I, I want to buy two cases, and then we each go out. We each go out and buy a a 3D printer. We <laughs> make the toys we want to sell, and we sell them. I, I think you're grossly underestimating <laughs> the cost of this entire endeavor. Anyways, what, it'll cost e- us ten thousand dollars to make you, that figure, but Ethan, we'll make it. What Ethan is talking about, I've seen people do. Oh, I know, I've That's seen the, it too. With, with comic books. Thinking, that was, well, that was there was I a lot of places that started the only way. When, when comic books and when the comic book boom happened, it was actually starting to get harder to get stuff that sold out really quickly. You saw guys who started garage business comic book stores. They were doing cons, and part of the reason they were doing it was because they needed access to Diamond and the distribution, and so you had to have uh, you had to have a legitimate business. Mm-hmm. Um, I could definitely see people starting to do that. I would guarantee you there are people on eBay that have set themselves up as a business to be able to have a direct account with mm-hmm. whether it's di- you know diamond sells toys through it too. You you get your stuff really really late, but you may if you're lucky. <laughs> no, no, you do. I know, I know. The way diamond works, apparently, but that's the way they're getting totally the different. distribution to them too. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I mean. They're they're getting the leftover cases right. and then they turn around and distribute them. That's why it's gotten tougher and tougher to find new toys in secondhand stores, you know, that don't exclusively deal in toys is because right. it's harder and harder to pick them up. It's just not worth it anymore. But you can see that where people have started 
and especially in the eBay era, these people are entrepreneurs, and they're the person that you're talking about with that driveway. That's mm-hmm. all that person does. Right. That person is a toy seller. She does not have a store. He does not have a store. They sell exclusively online. Your marketplace is different. You don't have to buy a brick and mortar anymore. That's very true. You can, to be completely honest, the three of us could start a business right now. If we had the capital, we could start a business right now and just get toys and resell them through eBay or a secondhand store. Oh, I wasn't even saying to resell them. I was to get the case. But that, get no, that's what I was saying. Though. Though. You, you <laughs> get, yeah. We can do that, and yeah. just you as get, easy as it you would get, be going out to yeah, the store. You get one case of Walking Dead. We're buying 30 total. We'll right. sell the other 29. You get your case. You've got what you want. Right. The thing is, you're not the only person that came up with that. It's just like, yeah. you know, once, once someone finds a loophole, start everyone starts to find a loophole, and it mm-hmm. gets harder and harder. So, yeah. so right. on, that, on that, we are going to save for this extra long Nerdables podcast. They probably fell asleep by now. <laughs> As always, remember, Nerdables is on Stitcher Radio, which is a very, very good way to listen to us and any other podcast on your mobile device because it's always up there right instantly. Uh, We're also on SoundCloud, Whip.tv, and iTunes. And you can also check us out on Facebook.com backslash Nerdables. Twitter, we're at Nerdables Show. You got it right this Thank time. you. And you can visit us at our website at Nerdables.com to listen to this podcast and to catch up on all the episodes you missed. So for Chris and Ethan, I'm Ari Rain saying be kind to your toys because one day they may wor- be worth a shit ton of money. But probably won't be. That's if you can find them. And good luck finding <laughs> what you're looking for. <laughs>